episode 198 of the Customer Support Leaders podcast. I'm Charlotte Ward. The theme for this week is managing change, so stay tuned for five leaders talking about that very topic. I would like to welcome to the podcast today, Adela Bodur. Adela, it's lovely to have you, and I hope I've pronounced your name correctly. I did my very best. Um, Welcome to the show. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you very much. Yes, you have pronounced my name correctly. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, So first of all, I would like you to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. So if you could give us an introduction, because this is your first time on the podcast. So it'd be lovely to hear about who you are and where you are and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is the first time on podcast. So I've been working in customer support for the past 15 years. I actually found myself accidentally in customer support, but I ended up falling in love with it. And I continued. I started in face-to-face customer support, um, then moved on to supporting customers as a first-level agent on the phone, progressing then to level two, and then team leader. And now I manage a team of people uh, providing support for Heidelberg Cement users. Wow. Wow. That's... um. That's an interesting space. Whereabouts are you based? Uh, currently in the Czech Republic. Um, I am originally from Romania, though. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Lovely part of the world. And, and like, our listeners can't see the, see us because this is audio only. But you have a snapshot of a beautiful backdrop, which I know I spent a good three or four minutes waxing lyrical and last time we spoke when we just were kind of talking about how we would have this conversation and everything and I think that's your hometown in the background it is it is yeah yeah and and just for the benefit of our listeners it's a beautiful wooded hillside with a a big uh, is that a church or a cathedral it's a it's a lovely it's actually a gothic church beautiful gothic church lots of slope like sloped red roofs and anyway I'll leave the rest to the listeners imagination and thank you for joining me um this week we are talking about managing change and I think that um you are going through you've mentioned to me before your third big change in three years yeah that's right you're you're getting used to this cycle then so I'd love to kind of explore with you um some of the challenges and some maybe even there's some positives. I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see like your take on hear your take on on managing change, both positive and negative. So so tell me about tell me about the journey of the last three years then, maybe just in brief, what, what sort of changes are we talking about here? So it started basically three years ago with us having the having a change in the CIO. So the former CIO of the company retired and he was replaced by a new CIO. Obviously, with a new CIO comes a new vision, a new set of goals, a new organizational change, a new way of looking at things. So that was the first, the first step. Um, he spent the first year of his um, journey as a CIO actually looking to figure out where um, things could be improved. And then a year down his tenure, we started with the second second transformational change. Um, What happened in the meantime, our entire board of directors changed. 
Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was uh, at the end of 2019, so right before COVID hit, uh, we had a complete change of board of directors. It happens on a regular basis, so it was nothing dramatic or anything like that. It's just the new board that came and the new um, CEO that we have is much more inclined towards um, digitalization, towards a digital transformation. And Heidelberg Cement went from a very traditional and uh, corporate environment to something that is now changing and it's becoming digital. Mm, wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I know that most of the people who I've spoken to on this podcast before have been it one way or another in software in in e-commerce in a much more digital space. So, I mean, that's, that's a big change to go from what, what you describe as that very traditional like corporate environment. What sort of support were you doing then in that former life? To be honest with you, the, the level of support that we are doing hasn't changed very much. What is changing are the products that we are supporting. So mm. whereas we used to support an environment that was specifically located in a data center, we are now all of a sudden supporting an environment that's predominantly in the cloud. So mm-hmm. it's a completely different cup of tea. We work much closer with uh different suppliers and somehow the support is is not no longer the traditional one that we used to have it's much it's much more um training the users rather than providing support per se oh okay okay that's interesting so how has your team found this then like this massive transition has it has there been a lot of like uh i can only imagine that the skill sets that they've needed to develop have been quite different for instance Absolutely. I mean, in general, people don't take well to change. Um, Before starting on this last uh, transformational journey that we are in, um, I remember our CIO presenting a study which said literally that 60% of people do not like to get out of their comfort zone. So they are very resistant to change. And um, what we figured out that we had to do, there were there were a few lessons, I would say, that we kind of learned along the way. And we figured out very, very early on that unless we are honest and transparent about what's happening, people will not be willing to, to adopt this. Um, the second thing that we looked at was, as you mentioned, training. It was so important to make sure that all the agents get the necessary skill set in order to be able to provide um, the same quality or even higher quality of support for the users because a drop in quality means a drop in customer satisfaction and we can't have that, especially in the middle of a transformation. So Mm. this was extremely, extremely important. We literally mapped out, this is your training plan. These are your clear goals for the next months. And we didn't do... Normally, we would go for yearly goal cycles. We didn't. We took a step back and we do quarterly goals. So every quarter, we have a specific set of goals set and we have a look and we see, okay, how much of that are we able to accomplish and how much of that should we move to the next quarter or they require the input of a different team that might not necessarily be within our range and we would have to engage our colleagues and stuff like that. So it it was, it's absolutely it's a completely different experience for everybody. 
yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, I completely get. I think everybody who's listening as well would buy into totally the first of the points and the second of the points that you raised. The transparency is key to taking people on the journey with you, and then the training is about just enabling people to understand what's going on and the, develop the skills, A, to function in the new environment, but B, just to make that transition from, from before to after. But I'm really interested in that third thing you said, that that more frequent check-in, that more frequent goal setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that that's something that I wouldn't automatically think of. I mean, I, I, I'm in an environment now where we do quarterly goal setting, but it's that's just because that's what we've always done. And that's that's the space that I've always operated in is a quarterly goal setting. So so it was quite a conscious decision for you then to move from annual to quarterly. So I'm interested in the reasoning for that transition. What did what what was the benefit as you saw it or as your organization saw it to to changing the way you set goals? Actually, it came from the employees themselves. Um Wow. As part of this transitional um, transitional uh, change, <clears throat> what we did is we were having regular check-ins with the staff, um, with our user community. We went as far as to have surveys done with the user community, but not the typical survey where you send them an email or you ask them to jot a few lines. We literally went personal. We went through the personal approach. We contacted them and we asked for their feedback. Um, the same thing we did with our staff. So we were having interviews with people and asking them, okay, how do you guys think? And we took from the low-level agent up until service owner, product owner, and so on. Absolutely mm-hmm. everybody in all the possible fields. We interviewed them and we asked them, okay, what would make this transition better for you? And one of their main feedback was the fact that it's very difficult, especially when you are transforming in such a at such a rapid pace, because digitalization is quite a rapid transformation. So, especially when you're transforming at, at such a rapid pace, it's very very important that your goals reflect this. So, this is why we implemented this quarterly goal setting. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, to make the cycles mm-hmm. much shorter because you need yeah. them to be. Um, and and that aligns better both with the the pace at which you need to mm-hmm. make the change, but also, I guess it also builds a reassurance in the people who are who are having to cope with the change. It builds a reassurance that they are. That's exactly that what happened. Basically, the employees felt empowered. They felt they are heard and listened to, and it was somehow easier to get them on board with the entire transformation because of the fact that they felt, okay, we are the ones who are driving this at the end of the day. Mm, Yeah, that makes sense. And, and, and having shorter term goals, I guess also um, makes it easier to reset. You can adjust if the change adjusts and you can also um, continually like, target micro pieces of the change so it's not like this big thing that you feel increasingly detached from as a year as the year goes on I guess you're constantly like retargeting towards it as well it's course adjusting isn't it I suppose it's like it's just readjusting the course of a big shift absolutely and because of the fact that you have these quarterly goals and in some of them you need to involve other teams what happened was 
this very natural and fluid knowledge exchange. Mm. Nobody planned for it. It just it's just happening. Simply people are talking to each other more. They are sharing more the knowledge with each other. And then the cross uh, training, the cross skills is something that, I mean, it was unexpected, but a beautiful result of, of this whole exercise, I would say. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's so nice to come out of such a big change or come towards the tail end of such a big change and feel quite positive about it. I would it. say we are still in the middle of it, but we are okay. we are <laughs> feeling we're definitely feeling positive about it. And it it's visible in the attitude that the whole team has. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, the middle is quite often the difficult part. So the fact that you're feeling that now, right, is it, it can only be can only be like uh, can only tell good things about the end of this. I hope that um, you know you, you're make, you're doing all the right things now, setting everyone up for success. Yeah, thank you so much, Adela. What, a, what an interesting um, like just refresh of a couple of things that everybody I think knows, but forgets and then that that final point about regular goal setting and check-ins is something that I hadn't really see I I think like I think I would um I think I would think yes talk to my team a lot like just like keep telling them the value of the change but actually having goals set around it much more frequently makes a great deal of sense thank you so much sure thank you for having me it for today go to customersupportleaders.com forward slash 198 for the show notes and i'll see you next time